This is Binghamton Now on News Radio 1290, WNBF Binghamton, and WNBF.com. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WNBF. This is News Radio 1290, WNBF News. Cloudy today, chance of snow on your 27. Tonight, mostly cloudy, snow likely, low around 19. Friday, snow on your 27. In a collision on Tuesday evening, five women from Broome County lost their lives in a multi-vehicle crash on Interstate 81 North in Scott Township, Lackawanna County. The coroner confirmed there were five victims. All five women were residents of Broome County. The accident occurred near Waverly, Pennsylvania around 5.30 p.m. after a minivan reportedly lost control and collided with the median. Four occupants of the minivan exited the vehicle. Reports state that a woman driving a separate vehicle, which was following the minivan, pulled over and also got out of her vehicle. All five individuals were then struck by an oncoming tractor-trailer, resulting in their deaths at the scene. Local emergency services, including the county's coroner office, multiple fire departments and state police responded to the incident. Law enforcement officials have launched an investigation into the cause of the accident, working to determine the sequence of events that led to this tragedy. A fire in a single-family house at 3802 Country Club Road, Enwell, was reported around 5, 8.55 a.m. on Wednesday. Enwell Fire Chief Michael Battaglini told WNBF News there was an active fire on a porch at the rear of the structure when the first units arrived. An assistant chief called for a second alarm even before he made it to the scene because of the volume of smoke generated by the blaze. Battaglini said the fire quickly spread from the porch into the house going up to the second floor. No injuries were reported as a result of the fire with the air temperature around 8 degrees. Two BC Transit buses were dispatched to the scene to serve as warming stations for firefighters and medical crews. The fire was in a house just southwest of the Binghamton Country Club. Authorities have announced charges against a man in what they called an ambush-style shooting that critically wounded a police officer in northeastern Pennsylvania last week. 20-year-old Aiden Dellinger of Old Forge is charged in Lackawanna County with attempted homicide of law enforcement officers and other counts. Officials said three Scranton police detectives were sitting in an unmarked police vehicle early Thursday, and the suspect fired five rounds into it, hitting the officer twice in the head. Another officer returned fire, hitting the suspect. Court documents don't list an attorney for Denninger, who was arraigned at the hospital, and a listed number for him couldn't be found on Wednesday. A Binghamton man and women, a woman are facing a dozen felony drug charges following a special investigations unit task force search of a residence in the town of Dickinson. On January 16th, the Broome County Special Investigations Unit Task Force executed a search warrant at 373 Prospect Street in the town of Dickinson. The target of the search warrant was for Andrew Fuller, who was present during the execution of the warrant. Also present was Betty Hobbs. During the search, the items of evidence were located, including several types of controlled substances, a scale, and baggies used to package narcotics for distribution. Andrew Fuller of Binghamton was charged with criminal possession of a controlled substance in the second degree, two counts of criminal possession of a controlled substance in the third degree, six counts of criminal possession of a controlled substance in the fifth degree, 
and two counts of criminally using drug paraphernalia in the second degree. Betty Hobbs of Binghamton was charged with two counts of criminal possession of a controlled substance in the third degree, criminal possession of a controlled substance in the fourth degree. Fuller and Hobbs were arrested and transported to the Broome County Correctional Facility. A judge has declined to dismiss the case against a U.S. Marine veteran charged with manslaughter for placing a man in a deadly chokehold aboard a New York City subway train. Daniel Penny has pleaded not guilty to charges of second-degree manslaughter and criminally negligent homicide in the death last May of Jordan Neely, who witnesses say was shouting and begging for money on the Manhattan train. Penny has said he acted to protect himself and others. His attorneys last year filed a motion seeking dismissal of the case, which was denied in court on Wednesday. His attorneys say they are looking ahead to the trial. Democrats in majority control of the Pennsylvania House of Representatives have advanced several gun control measures. One of the proposals passed by the Judiciary Committee on Wednesday would ban sales of automatic and semi-automatic guns. The bills were passed on party lines and await full House consideration. Even if the measure is clear, the House floor, however, they will likely face a cold reception in the state Senate, as did other gun control measures passed by the House last year. Democrats say the slate of bills would balance gun ownership with protecting average citizens. Republicans raise concerns about infringing upon constitutional rights. Donald Trump was threatened with expulsion from his Manhattan civil trial after he repeatedly ignored a warning to keep quiet while writer E. Jean Carroll testified that he shattered her reputation after she accused him of sexual abuse. Carroll was the first witness Wednesday in a trial to determine damages, if any, that Trump owes her for negatively caustic remarks that he made while he was president. His statements responded to a 2019 memoir in which Carroll said Trump sexually attacked her in spring of 1996 in a luxury Manhattan department store's dressing room. The trial is only about damages because a jury last May awarded Carroll $5 million in damages for sexual abuse and defamation. Trump denies it all. That's a look at news. For updates on local news, weather, sports, and features, open up the WNBF app and online at WNBF.com. This is News Radio 1290 WNBF. Bob Joseph. This is Binghamton Now. It's Thursday, January 18th, 2024. Hey, it's almost the weekend. Good morning. Let's get it going. 607-772-1290. Looking forward to hearing from you. Of course, we're on every day from 9 to noon. That's weekdays. 9 to noon right here on WNBF 92.1 FM, 1290 AM. Streaming at WNBF.com. Remember, 
can stay connected with your favorite radio station using the free WNBF app. So we encourage you to uh, enjoy us on whatever platform works best for you. Or if you're like some people, the real fans, enjoy the station on multiple platforms simultaneously. Let's face it. If you're a true fan, you could listen on 1290 AM, 92.1 FM. You could be streaming at WNBF.com. And you could also be listening on the WNBF app. Four platforms means four times the fun. Morning, WNBF. You're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? Uh, John the Observer from Binghamton. And what observations are you making this Thursday morning? Well... You know, I, I think I touched on this there earlier, maybe a week ago. Boscoff's has $1.2 billion. That's billion of revenue. $1.2 billion. And they have no debt. If you look and you search high and low, and you look for incentives to Boscoff's, Binghamton is the only place that is giving incentives. Now, that store does a million a year. The IDA owns the building. They don't pay any property tax or school tax. Why on earth would Binghamton and Broome County give a company, uh, who went bankrupt once before but has no debt now, uh, when they have all these debts, I mean, the, the per capita debt in Binghamton is like 6000 bucks, 10000 bucks. I don't know what it is. But why would you give uh, this tremendous incentive? Now, now the, with Boscos only putting up $1.5 million or so. I mean, in other words, Bob, we're going to form a partnership. I'm going to go to the racetrack because you think I'm a great horse picker. You're going to put up $850, and I'm going to put up $150. My expertise in my $150 versus your $850. You know, why are these people, we have an idea shortage here in Broome County, and we have a uniparty. Uh, Fred Akshar, Paul Battisti, Jason Garner, they all go campaigning together, and this Jason Garner, and I, I warned that I warned about this. <clears throat> wants to keep these districts intact, so he can quote unquote work with the legislature, work with Sheriff Akshar, work with Paul Battisti. In other words, it's a little club, and they want to uh, keep it going. Uh, you can't be on the legislature ten, twenty, twenty-five years without gerrymandering. In other words, this defies the odds of probability. So I think it's time to end these giveaways. And keep in mind that, you know, to the the West, we've got Oakdale Commons with millions and millions of dollars uh, to Dick's Sporting Goods. Uh, You know, to the Oakdale Commons, another $2 million just went to to shovel some dirt around the Oakdale Commons. Uh, These are not uh, lasting uh, things that benefit anybody but the people that are going to flip the Oakdale Commons. So... I suggest that the public take a good hard look and that we get some new candidates. Now, when I listen, the, the people that spoke out against the redistricting, you know, they were mostly Democrats. I, I probably was the only Republican in, in the place. And I told them what Garner was going to do, and he did it. But we need better people.
and we will get better politics. The division between Republican and Democrat is not as great as the division between idiots and people that can think their way out of a paper bag. All right. We'll see what the other viewers have to say. So saith John from Binghamton, a man with Thursday observations. 607-772-1290. Do you have observations? Call in. The observation line is open. Good morning, WNBF. You're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? Uh, Terry from Binghamton. Uh, yeah. Bob, good morning. Uh, listen, I haven't called in in a while. I just wanted to say uh, Happy New Year to you. Uh, and I'm hoping this year is going to be better than last year for everybody. Uh, what I want to talk about, there's been a lot of, lot of talk, and I just want to mention, come this spring for Easter, uh, if everybody didn't hear this, they're doing away with all the Peeps products, the chickies and the bunny rabbits and all that, because of serious dyes that are cancer-causing. And now I'm hearing, and I'm glad that they are banning them all. Uh, I recall years back my parents used to buy them and put them in my Easter basket, and they used to be hard kind of in the morning, but tremendous dyes. And dyes we use in clothing. Um, and the McCormick dyes, you know, the dyes are dye and, and have many chemicals in them. So what I want to talk about now is I'm hearing about the bottled waters and anything that's bottled in plastics. Uh, highly cancer-causing serious chemicals in them. And they're saying that it affects the organs, and, and I know it's true, the cells in your body that have many organelles in them. And they have major functions and roles that they need to do to keep our bodies safe and, and healthy. And it's, it's obstructing them. And once it gets in there, it's hard to get rid of it. And it's highly cancer-causing. So if you weren't aware of it, Bob, I want everybody to hear this, that I pray today and forward that they ban all plastics and get the glass back out there. Oh, they won't. The, you know, there's too much money involved uh, in this country. And I just between you and me, this is not, not for widespread dissemination. My, uh, my belief in this country, ultimately, money talks, no one walks. So even if there are health concerns about the, uh, level of plastics discovered in bottled water, I don't, I don't foresee a day when, uh, plastic bottles, either for water, why didn't they test for soda? Who's, who's to say, uh, the delicious sodas, like uh, the Moxie, or well, name a soda. They might also have high levels of plastic. Why didn't they test those? Well, I'm just saying. So, what are we saying, Bob? What are your thoughts on that? That it's cheaper for the plastic. I, I don't know why they did away with glass because because it's cheaper. A lot of glass. It's cheaper and and it's easier. It's lighter, so it's easier to transport. You know, when I was a kid, I'm old enough to remember. If I bought soda, I would buy it in the convenient uh, six-packs. They were 16-ounce glass bottles, so you would enjoy the dangerous, highly sugared product inside. And when you were done, you would take those um, returnable bottles back to the store, and they'd be reused. They could be used, who knows, dozens of times. But, you know, that's the company that makes the soda decided that was too much trouble. I see. So it's the major manufacturers. Sure. Have you ever seen, uh, if you have, uh, do you have the Internet? Yes, I do. So take a look on the Internet, uh, a modern soda bottling factory. They process, I don't know how many bottles, say like the two liter bottles, the plastic bottles. First, they make them on site, and it's incredible how fast the lines are now running. And they've invested a huge amount of money. There's no way they're going back to glass. 
Okay, but I do recall those glass little bottles. Don't you remember? Weren't they the best? Yep. And they weren't... The it, it wasn't... Yeah, what, what kind? The Coca-Cola and 7-Up were green. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they were the best. They were the best, and they weren't made out of little thin, flimsy glass. These were these were high-quality bottles because when they were made, the, the people making them for the soda company knew that they had to last for who knows how many times of uh, reuse. They would be returned and refilled. That's correct. They used to do it right here in Binghamton over on Walter Avenue. Yeah. So I do recall the Coca-Cola little ones, the, the red, and I remember, recall Pepsi and 7-Up. They were green. Um, and I drank quite a few. But there are still glass out there, soda bottles. Um, yeah, the ones that come from Mexico. If you want uh, the, the Coke, I guess that's what the kids call it now, the Coke, uh, that has cane sugar in it, you can get those um, bottles, the glass bottles, but they're actually from Mexico, and they cost you a, an arm and a leg. Um, so my point is, is that the major manufacturers do not care about our health. Oh, I'm sure. No, I'm, and I'm not. I'm not criticizing them. It's it's an observation. I'm not saying they don't care at all about our health, but I think in the end, whether it's for the soda or the water, the people that put put the stuff in bottles they're going to keep using plastic because a it's cheaper and they've invested all this money millions if not billions of dollars in the current bottling technology and it's also easier to handle if look if you're running one of those trucks and you have to um service your accounts every day it's going to be a lot easier dealing with cases of uh plastic bottles than cases of glass bottles but anyway, they used to put them in the crates and all that. And I oh yeah, that was just it was it was, it was a big it was a big pain. The the guys that uh, ran the routes they always thought it was a big pain because they would have to uh, put the empties back on their trucks and haul them back to the plant. And by the way, now look at the uh, the company that does the Coke. They don't have uh, a Binghamton presence anymore. I think the Coke now has to come through Elmira. Yeah, I heard that too. Yeah. So anyway, just everybody listening. We need to really do something about this to get the plastics off the shelves because it's highly cancer-causing, and it's a fact. They've done a lot of research on it, and they're saying that they, it, it's the chemicals from within the plastic, and you can't taste it if it's sugar-based juices or uh, these Hawaiian Punch big gallon bottles that you see. they got mm. tremendous dyes in them anyway, uh, but it, it's just a shame that the money seems to be the priority over our health. Yeah, it and is. And needs to stop. Well, I agree. You know who uh, we should call? Chuck Schumer. 100%. We should call Chuck Schumer, and he should demand action. Because, you know, you are what you eat and consume, and it does affect your body. Yeah, I agree. 100%. All right. Well, and this thank is you. why you appreciate it. All right. Thanks. Bye, Bob. 922, Bob Joseph on your side. Hi, you're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? Welcome. I'm calling from Endicott, New York. Uh, I've listened to the radio station about this plastic issue between bottles and the glass and the old glass. <clears throat> uh, we've lost many seashores due to type of sand for glass. We continue to lose that. We continue to lose 
a ground for sand and pipe of sand for glass, whether it's developed into windshield, uh, humongous uh, skyscrapers, you know, your general window uh, or mirror. Uh, the plastics, I knew about uh, the contamination, uh, being a legal citizen also of Australia, we looked at that. Uh, I came up with a program for recycling. These products are increased or decreased uh, for, for returns for the purpose of stopping recycling, which is totally ridiculous. And I know it takes manpower and a little effort to build such instruments to separate the, the good from the bad, uh, but it, it's feasible and you choose not to do that. Uh, this There was an earlier conversation regarding uh, 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 three individuals, the, 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 the certain name of the Broome County Sheriff, uh, some others. They're not wrong about them and what they said earlier. Uh, in regard to uh, Boscos, uh, you know, you, you go into the main entrance, from the front off of uh, near Holly, and there's there's rows and rows now of basic T-shirts. You know what I mean? Really? So, and, Do they have any and, T-shirts for the uh, Red Sox? Well, it's possible. Uh, I didn't take a close look All right. uh, for for sporting, but uh, all sorts of uh, demonic. Uh, you know, we got skulls and... Demonic stuff? Uh, well, you heard me. Yeah, I uh, heard you. I just wanted... I'm, I'm like Leslie Stahl. I have to repeat for emphasis. Demonic stuff okay. is being sold in downtown Binghamton. I I was not aware. I I will well, look into uh, it. Well, you know, that's my impression. Okay. Maybe, maybe I'm a little heady on that. I'll say uh, uh, to express. Well, you know but, what? It, what if it, it has something to do with the after-school Satan Club? I wonder. I wonder if they um, are trying to uh, win converts by selling more demonic T-shirts. Hmm. I don't know. I'm just asking. Anyway, appreciate your call. Thank you for uh, calling in. Okay, I, I disagree with demonic stuff. Yeah, well, okay. I you know it's a the problem, the problem, and it's not really a problem, but it's the truth about the United States of America because of freedom of speech, which we all cherish. Freedom of speech in this wonderful nation includes the freedom for people to say stuff that we disagree with. Yeah, well, I took an ambulance from where my newer location is to UHS. And got no cooperation when they got there, even though, you know, I'm responsible to pay for the gas, the manpower, and receive no service. Well, I don't know. The life thing is, the way things are going these days, you just don't know what to expect. But I'm going to look into that. Thank you. And that's, uh, I think he might be a first-time caller from Endicott. Thank you. As far as... The uh, after after school Satan Club, you know. I think I'm more concerned now about the after school Satan Club now that they're not telling us what they're up to. Now, I think I'm more 
serious than ever. It's almost like radio silence. 607-772-1290. More topics, more calls, more often with Bob Joseph on Binghamton Now. From the Galt Auto Studios, this is WNBF News Radio AM 1290. Also available at 92.1 FM. Shop Toyota, Chevy, BMW, and pre-owned at GaltAuto.com. WNBF Binghamton. Hit the phones again. It's Mark from Binghamton. Good morning. You're on the air. Morning, Bob. <clears throat> About the guilty plea for the guy at the Oakdale Mall um, incident, their incident, it was not an incident, crime. Um, what happened to the second-degree murder charge? The guy's high on drugs, running from the cops, and he ran over. He didn't strike. He ran over a 72-year-old in front of her grandkids. He gets sentenced to 5 to 15 years, and as you say, it costs too much to keep him in for minor crimes, so... They'll be out sooner than later. Um, it's disappointing first impression for Mr. Battisti, who I voted for because the alternative would have been a total train wreck. Well, I didn't understand it myself because, and I wasn't there, but based on what I heard, I I thought the upshot was he mowed down. He exactly. mowed down a woman at the Oakdale Mall. And I, I don't understand, so that uh, I'm looking at the news release now. So it happens, well, apparently the uh, plea was made a week ago today, last Thursday. So the plea was guilty to manslaughter and driving while ability impaired by combined influence of drugs and alcohol and attempted assault. Attempted assault? <coughs> She's dead. Uh I'm, right, I'm the woman, the woman who was killed, is still dead. Right, this was not an attempted assault. This was, or I'm, is I'm vaguely, this? I'm is vaguely this, familiar with her family, and um, it's it's. Well, what is her, what is her family have to live with it? What is, um, does well, her you, family? Obviously, you would know. <laughs> well, think. I know what my I know if if say this this woman was my sister or my mother. Exactly. I, it's I would have a hard time. By the way, having said that, and as, as horrific as this was, and again, I wasn't there, and I don't think I... I think it happened on a weekend, so the news report, I don't know that anybody necessarily covered it immediately after it happened. But 
this is attempted assault. And this guy also, I, I'll tell you one uh, crash that I'm familiar with is the one that happened in June 2022 at Leroy and Chapin Street, which left several people injured. I did cover that, and that was horrific. My recollection, and it's just my recollection, is that uh, the driver in that case zipped through a stop sign. It was horrible. So how... And how, why how, didn't that crime become a point on the second charges here? Um, if it was even brought, allowed to be brought to the table, I'm not sure. I don't know. Very, very uh, curious, at least. One other thing. Yeah. Uh, um, sadly, hopefully we hear from um, DA's office, and they might explain it a little better. He does contact you occasionally. Well, and he um, did say he would, uh, when he was running during the campaign, he, I believe, said he would come on the program on a regular basis. So if that's the case, uh, we may be able to speak with him about this. And plus, now that... He's, um, you know, about two, a little over two weeks in, in office to get his impression. So, you know, we could talk about uh, this case. And, yeah. Did you say that um, you never had a Chick-fil-A sandwich? To the best of my knowledge, I've never had one. That, uh, I mean, the the, wow. the, the Chick-fil- you sound like a politician now. <laughs> sound like Ali North. It's like, wow. No, it's well, like we won't go there. Yeah, uh, well. We could speak with present day form for present guys. Yes. Um, what's the obsession though uh, with Chick-fil-A? If you haven't ever had one, it has anything to do with their Christian beliefs? No. No, I'm just fascinated. It's not me. Don't look at me. I, to me, there are already enough fine chicken sandwich choices in in the tri-state area. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'll, when Chick-fil-A opens in Johnson City, I'll be the first in line. Hopefully, well, because I can use my meat. on a Sunday. Yeah, no, I won't go there. No, I'll and go I'm there. I'm not sure what the problem is there. They own the business, and if they don't want to be open on Sunday, um, that's what I said. Talk about big money. Um, they choose not to. It's their I know. choice. No, I said that on the program yesterday. If you were listening, I said with respect to any business, not just Chick Fil A, any business, if they want to be open seven days a week, or if they want to be open one minute a week. It's not up to me. It's their business. They run their business. It has nothing to do with me. I don't run a business. I run my mouth. Yes. Well, well, you do a good job there. I mean, um, <laughs> Thank you. it's all good. One last thing quickly. Um, if anybody has seen a, a glass Coke bottle or God knows what bottle um, full of cigarette butts, throwing away um, drink bottles might not be a bad choice. All right. <laughs> Thank you for your call. Thanks. Yep. All right, you too. Bye. Bye. Ron from the West Side. Good morning. Good morning, Bob. I'm thinking movies this morning. Uh, I was listening to Karen and Malcolm. And it got me into, um, thinking about movies. By the way, your last caller, uh, the movie I'm thinking about, and there's a song, maybe you can do it as a bumper, uh, is Never on Sunday. I mean, do you remember that? Oh, Never yeah, that was, that was yeah. a classic. Yeah, I think the uh, uh, grandparents of uh, the Chick-fil-A owners wrote that song. I'm not sure. I made that up. Of course you did. But, okay. but you know, they, as I say, I, there's, a, there's a restaurant out in Apple Lake and wonderful Bud's Place, and I think it says on their sign, never on Monday. I've never questioned that, except when I'm hungry and want to have their pork chops on a Monday, and I drive over to the place, and sure enough, they mean it when the sign says never on Monday. 
but I don't question it's their business. You know, would yeah. I would I like them to be open seven days a week? Of course I would. Do I I think that you know? Let's face it, everybody needs some time off. So if Bud's in Appalachian wants to take Monday off, or Chick Fil A wants to take Sunday off, or whatever, hey, but it doesn't mean we can't talk about it. You know, we here's the thing that that I think makes it a, a good talking point. We live in a society. We live in a society that worships the almighty dollar. And there once was a time, and you're not old enough to know about this, but there once oh, was a time yeah. in Binghamton, in Broome County, where they had a supermarket chain. And they were never open on Sunday. And then suddenly they were. So that's why that's why some people, when I say that Chick-fil-A someday will open on Sundays. I know some people are, oh, Bob, you can't be serious. Yeah, I am serious. I didn't say Chick-fil-A will open on Sunday in my lifetime. I'm saying someday Chick-fil-A, when they're owned by Unilever or some other conglomerate, they'll wind up opening on Sunday. And people will be like, oh, I won't go to Chick-fil-A on Sunday now that they're owned by some conglomerate. And, you know, that, that shows that they don't care about the values of the people who founded it. Well, just like Unilever, which now owns Ben and Jerry, they don't much care for the, the values, the counterculture, liberal, progressive values of Ben or Jerry, you know, it's it's just business. I don't fault them. You know, if you want to if you want to maximize your profit, that's good. If you want to close on Saturdays and Sundays, great. Hey, you know, I'm in no position to talk. I'm not working on Saturdays or Sundays, so people ought to throw that back in my face. And to answer your question, yes, I did have a Chick-fil-A sandwich. I know you didn't ask the question, but I thought I threw Well, and therefore now you open up the conversation now that you introduced it. So how was it, my friend? It was, it was great. I was traveling down uh, south, and I stopped overnight in Virginia, and there happened to be a Chick-fil-A across the way uh, from where I was staying. and. I stopped at the Chick-fil-A, and uh, I found it a, a really impressive uh, setup for a fast food restaurant. Uh, very clean, uh, very efficient. Uh, food was excellent. Uh, so, I, my, you know, that, that was my impression. Of course, that was one restaurant one time, but it did uh, get a, an A from me uh, on that occasion. Uh, you know, if I may, Bob, uh, I mentioned that Karen and Malcolm uh, said uh, where they were talking about something which made me think movies. I don't know how much time you have, but I, I wanted to mention that. Now, uh, the movie it made me think of, you have no doubt seen, although, you know, it goes back a ways. Remember Dustin Hoffman in The Graduate? I do. Remember that? I do. Yeah. You remember when he graduated, you know, it was the beginning of the movie, and... Uh, <clears throat> Someone came over to him to give him some advice as a new graduate, and he turned to Dustin Hoffman. He pulled him aside, and he said what? The one word he said to him to guide him on his path in uh, life. Moxie. Plastics. He said moxie. Plastics. No, he said plastics. Yeah, yeah. that's true. <laughs> that was when plastics well. were rolling in and taking over, and now, of course, they've completely taken over. Uh, in line with that, Bob, one other thing in terms of in terms of water, um, 
people having to drink water and all of this water has to be transported by trucks, uh, trains, trucks, whatever. And um, particularly as it's transported by trucks, you know what water weighs? You know what the, uh, the uh, uh, carbon footprint of water drinkers are? And it's funny because I think you probably have a disproportionate of people who are, you know, for the environment, those, those folks uh, who, you know, always walking around with their water, uh, Avion and all of the big brands and so on. And actually, they're big carbon footprint people, and they'd probably be the people that say you shouldn't have a big carbon footprint. So, you know, water comes out of the tap, and uh, except for Detroit and some Flint, Michigan, you know, it's pretty decent, and you can get a you can get a home filter pitcher, and you can filter your own water. You can uh, save um, you can save the earth by drinking water from your tap. So there. Um, all right, uh, I will. I will take note of that. Actually, that's what I do. I and uh, sometimes don't tell anyone. Sometimes I drink water from a bottle. But you know, I'm I'm trying to uh, get away from that habit, especially now that it might contain the plastics. So thank you, thank you for your call. Be careful out there, Ron. Yes, I will. Thank you. It's nine forty three. Bob Joseph on your side. We've got more calls coming up. Don't touch that dial. News Radio 1290, WNBA. I'm Joseph Binghamton now at 946. Bob from Vestal, good morning. You're on the air. The Reaper. And don't fear the Reaper. Uh-oh, I do fear the Reaper at my age. Hey, uh, is a motor vehicle in the same place over there in Endicott? i got to re-register my truck. Yeah, it's still there on on the avenue. Okay. I know they moved it. It used to be down further. But I haven't been there in almost two years because I haven't had to register my yeah. truck. I like that. Me. I like that office. And Yeah, I get, get right in and out of yeah, there. Yeah, the parking is convenient. Yeah, you just pull up, and if you have to walk 50 yards, big deal. Oh, about that plastic stuff. Ron is so right about that. I can't believe people spend big money when they have water in their tap. That, to me, uh, this society, Bob, does things that I just can't even figure out anymore. I agree. I agree. What's what's a... uh, How much does that cost for, like, $350 or something for a... Two of them bottles. Oh, it's outrageous! Yeah, it, it's it's almost it's almost like we uh, have collectively lost our minds. Don't people realize how much extra money they're spending when their tap water is just as good? My buddy had sulfur water, and all he had to do was like I think boil it or just put it in the fridge right. at night, and that sulfur would get out of it. But it's like, I don't understand people, but, you know, that's it's, my everyday life now. It's bizarre. It happens. I just, wow. <laughs> oh, and when's this Chick-fil-A? I'm dying. Oh, man. It's coming soon. Don't worry. I'll keep you posted. I'll keep you posted. And uh, maybe maybe we'll have an excursion bus so we could uh, get preferential treatment. We don't have to wait in line. Hope you have a good afternoon. I've never had one. All right. You'll love it. All right, take care. Yeah, thanks. 948 WNBF. We're here because we care. 
at 92.1 FM, 1290 AM, Joseph at 952. Andy and Vestal, good morning. You're on the air. Good morning, Bob. Hey, I just wanted to, uh, I don't know if uh, you uh, or any people from Vestal in particular have uh, been following uh, the new Vestal Town meetings, but uh, January 10th, um, which I wasn't able to make, um, but fortunately, I was watching it on on uh, YouTube or whatever. Um, it was an hour and 31 minutes. Normally, the previous meetings used to last more, no more than 15, 20 minutes, you know, and uh, it, it was quite it's quite the eye opener. I, it, it, it was I think I think Maria Sexton did a great is is starting off the starting off very well. You know, and she's very uh, uh, considerate of others, and um, very. It was just, it was a very nice meeting. You know what I could see, and I, I know there were people along the way trying to see if they were going to give her any trick questions, but she handles everything pretty well. You know, I was um, very pleased. I don't know if you've seen, if you personally, Bob, have gone on to see their website or not. No, um, I but, didn't know uh, that they had the meetings on. I thought it was too expensive. Yeah, no, no. That was one of the campaign promises. Well, you? I know it was, but then I thought, well, because we were told by uh, John Schaefer it might be too expensive, I was wondering if no. if it would be just, well, you know, obviously the town of Vestal has limited resources, so being able to stream <laughs> town board <laughs> meetings <laughs> might <laughs> might just not be yeah. viable. Yeah, there's $4.5 million worth of uh, that. Has to pay that. I don't know if they were paying uh, some emergency funds for all the next dollars, uh, which the state makes you either mandate to have a certain amount of money. You basically it's almost like a DC that you can't if you want to lose your phone. Your break. phone is breaking up. It's almost as though the, for the last twenty five seconds that your your phone was uh, being scrambled by one of those phone oh, scrambles. Oh, I'm sorry. Can you hear me now? I can. You can. Yeah. Were you? Yes. Yeah. Were you using a phone scrambler? I'm in my family. I'm in my family room, and there must be one part of my family room that does not. No, it's just like know. my house. It's like yeah. I could be sitting in my easy chair having a great yeah. conversation. Then if I tilt my head the wrong way, like I'm looking at one of my dogs, and I tilt my head the wrong way, then I, my call gets dropped. You know what kind of yeah, well, what kind of country that. is that? That's okay. My 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 mistake. Um, but anyway, uh, if you have a chance, go on the Town of Vestal website um, and um, feel free to to view. I think the next meeting is January twenty fourth. Okay. Um, All right. I you know, I will check it out. And um, and I'm glad you like the uh, newspapers. Oh right? yes. Yeah. I'll I'll, I'll talk. You. I'll talk about those papers if not today tomorrow. Those those yeah, are good papers. Do, Thank yeah, you. I, 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 it would be nice if you got somewhere from Gannett. 
<laughs> I love your sense of humor. More calls coming up. This is Bob Joseph, live and local on News Radio, WNBF and WNBF.com. This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a town square media. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. This is News Radio 1290 WNBF News. Cloudy today, chance of snow on your 27. Tonight, mostly cloudy, snow likely, low around 19. Friday, snow on your 27. In a collision on Tuesday evening, five women from Broome County lost their lives in a multi-vehicle crash on Interstate 81 North in Scott Township, Lackawanna County. The coroner confirmed there were five victims. All five women were residents of Broome County. The accident occurred near Waverly, Pennsylvania around 5.30 p.m. after a minivan reportedly lost control and collided with the median. Four occupants of the minivan exited the vehicle. Reports state that a woman driving a separate vehicle, which was following the minivan, pulled over and also got out of her vehicle. All five individuals were then struck by an oncoming tractor-trailer, resulting in their deaths at the scene. Local emergency services, including the county's coroner office, multiple fire departments, and state police responded to the incident. Law enforcement officials have launched an investigation into the cause of the accident, working to determine the sequence of events that led to this tragedy. A fire in a single-family house at 3802 Country Club Road, Endwell, was reported around 5.855 a.m. on Wednesday. Endwell Fire Chief Michael Battaglini told WNBF News there was an active fire on a porch at the rear of the structure when the first units arrived. An assistant chief called for a second alarm even before he made it to the scene because of the volume of smoke generated by the blaze. Battaglini said the fire quickly spread from the porch into the house going up to the second floor. No injuries were reported as a result of the fire, with the air temperature around 8 degrees. Two BC Transit buses were dispatched to the scene to serve as warming stations for firefighters and medical crews. The fire was in a house just southwest of the Binghamton Country Club. Authorities have announced charges against a man in what they called an ambush-style shooting. They critically wounded a police officer in northeastern Pennsylvania last week. 20-year-old Aiden Dellinger of Old Forge is charged in Lackawanna County with attempted homicide of law enforcement officers and other counts. Officials said three Scranton police detectives were sitting in an unmarked police vehicle early Thursday, and the suspect fired five rounds into it, hitting the officer twice in the head. Another officer returned fire, hitting the suspect. Court documents don't list an attorney for Denninger, who was arraigned at the hospital, and a listed number for him couldn't be found on Wednesday. A Binghamton man and women, a woman are facing a dozen felony drug charges following a special investigations unit task force search of a residence in the town of Dickinson. On January 16th, the Broome County Special Investigations Unit Task Force executed a search warrant at 373 Prospect Street in the town of Dickinson. The target of the search warrant was for Andrew Fuller, who was present during the execution of the warrant. Also present was Betty Hobbs. During the search, the items of evidence were located, including several types of controlled substances, a scale, and baggies used to package narcotics for distribution. 
Andrew Fuller of Binghamton was charged with criminal possession of a controlled substance in the second degree. Two counts of criminal possession of a controlled substance in the third degree. Six counts of criminal possession of a controlled substance in the fifth degree. And two counts of criminally using drug paraphernalia in the second degree. Betty Hobbs of Binghamton was charged with two counts of criminal possession of a controlled substance in the third degree. Criminal possession of a controlled substance in the fourth degree. Fuller and Hobbs were arrested and transported to the Broome County Correctional Facility. A judge has declined to dismiss the case against a U.S. Marine veteran charged with manslaughter for placing a man in a deadly chokehold aboard a New York City subway train. Daniel Penny has pleaded not guilty to charges of second-degree manslaughter and criminally negligent homicide in the death last May of Jordan Neely, who witnesses say was shouting and begging for money on the Manhattan train. Penny has said he acted to protect himself and others. His attorneys last year filed a motion seeking dismissal of the case, which was denied in court on Wednesday. His attorneys say they are looking ahead to the trial. Democrats in majority control of the Pennsylvania House of Representatives have advanced several gun control measures. One of the proposals passed by the Judiciary Committee on Wednesday would ban sales of automatic and semi-automatic guns. The bills were passed on party lines and await full House consideration. Even if the measure is clear, the House floor, however, they will likely face a cold reception in the state Senate, as did other gun control measures passed by the House last year. Democrats say the slate of bills would balance gun ownership with protecting average citizens. Republicans raise concerns about infringing upon constitutional rights. Donald Trump was threatened with expulsion from his Manhattan civil trial after he repeatedly ignored a warning to keep quiet, while writer E. Jean Carroll testified that he shattered her reputation after she accused him of sexual abuse. Carroll was the first witness Wednesday in a trial to determine damages, if any, that Trump owes her for negatively caustic remarks that he made while he was president. His statements responded to a 2019 memoir in which Carroll said Trump sexually attacked her in spring of 1996 in a luxury Manhattan department store's dressing room. The trial is only about damages because a jury last May awarded Carroll $5 million in damages for sexual abuse and defamation. Trump denies it all. That's a look at news. For updates on local news, weather, sports, and features, open up the WNBF app and online at WNBF.com. This is News Radio 1290 WNBF. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Bob Joseph, Binghamton Now, continuing on your Thursday morning. It's live, it's local, no talking points, only the information you need and the ability to hear your friends and neighbors talk about things they're concerned about. Here's a traffic alert right now. The Vestal Parkway westbound is closed between downtown and the city line. If you're trying to head out of downtown Binghamton, you cannot, you shall not use Route 434. It's shut down because of a multi-vehicle crash. Five or six vehicles involved. It's a crash that happened on the parkway westbound, not far from MacArthur School. 
So it's closed at South Wash. If you need to get out of downtown Binghamton, best bet might be if you go on Main Street, Riverside Drive. You're not going to exit downtown Binghamton right now on 434 Westbound. It's shut down. One injury reported in that crash. Five or six vehicles. And they're calling uh, a bunch of bunch of hooks. Sounds like they will have to uh, haul away five vehicles from the scene. So who knows what that's about. Uh, there don't seem to be serious injuries, but that's a real mess. So if you're interested in getting someplace fast, say if you have to get from downtown Binghamton, oh, I don't know, to the university... Uh, your best bet would be Riverside Drive. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even bother. Don't even bother going State Street or, um, trying to even Vestal Avenue probably isn't necessarily the preferred choice. I say Riverside Drive. And as always, don't even think of speeding on Riverside Drive. Just go 30 miles an hour and then you'll be able to get to, uh, the 201 circle and then pop over. The bridge, and before you know it, success, success. You'll be able to go to uh, the university and learn something. Maybe they should have a driving school. <laughs> university driving school. Here's how to drive around Binghamton without getting in, without getting into a six-vehicle smack-up. That's what they used to call it in the newspaper, a smack-up or a crack-up. Fortunately, they they changed their policy. But yeah, you look back in the, as they say, the good old days when the newspaper was staffed with lots of journalists and photographers and sports writers and editors when they could afford to print the newspaper here in Binghamton. Remember those days? The golden age of newspapers. 1013 WNBF 607-772-1290 is the number. Coming up, we will have a special, a special report from Roger Neal. A very special report from Roger Neal, um, beloved the best in the business. So Roger Neal will uh, join us shortly with a BU preview. A BU preview coming up live here on your favorite radio station at 92.1 FM, 1290 AM, streaming at WNBF.com. I think uh, a few listeners for um, bringing this to my attention. And it's uh, sadly a loss in our family, a person who has been on this program almost from its inception. In fact, he was on this program, I think, before it officially became Binghamton Now. Looking at my, my records, I believe Jim Baker was on WNBF even before we started Binghamton Now. I think it was in a transitional period when we were transitioning from talk with Tony to eventually becoming Binghamton Now. Jim Baker 
was uh, frequently on the program, usually at least a couple times a year, talking about the program that was sponsored by the Southern Tier Antique Tractor Club. Unfortunately, Jim Baker has died. According to the obituary, James Baker passed away peacefully on January 14th after a brief illness. And so it is with sadness that we announce uh, the loss of Jim Baker. We spoke with him not that long ago. And he gave us an update on the most recent potato harvest. So typically we would speak with Jim Baker in May when the potatoes were being planted and then again in September when potatoes were being harvested. The first story that I can find on our website where Jim Baker's name is mentioned is from October 2012. So 11 and a half years ago, almost. And members of the Southern Tier Antique Tractor Club, aided by a few volunteers, loaded trucks with tons of potatoes for use by area food pantries that assist the hungry. Speaking on WNBF's Binghamton Now program, Jim Baker said 16 tons of spuds grown in fields in the town of Union were donated as part of the program. He expressed appreciation to those who responded to calls for volunteers to help load trucks in recent days. He said the club donated 15 tons of potatoes to the Southern Tier Food Bank two years ago. And he said the organization distributed all of them to families in need within two weeks. He said the rapid distribution illustrates how great the demand was back then. He said the need for food assistance in the region continues to grow. And potatoes have been donated as part of the club's program. And they've typically been grown uh, in a field off Route 26 in West Corners. Also uh, a field off Route 17C in Campville in Tioga County. But uh, sadly, Jim Baker died a few days ago. He left high school early to support his family after his dad was hurt at an Endicott Johnson shoe factory. He went to work as a farmhand. He earned his GED, entered the U.S. Air Force, where he served for four years at bases in Texas and North Dakota, also Johnston Island. He worked at a ladder factory and also at Agway before starting his own HVAC business. He also taught adult education classes at BOCES. He also drove a school bus for Union Endicott for 15 years, serving kids with special needs. And according to his obituary, Jim lived a life of service to others. He was a volunteer EMT for the emergency squad, UVIS. He was an usher captain, an elected board member of the Central United Methodist Church, long-standing member of the Elks Club. He won Elk of the Year in 2008. And also, it makes note, he was co-founder and treasurer of the Southern Tier Antique Tractor Club. 
Since 2008, the Tractor Club has planted and harvested more than 200 tons of potatoes to donate to food banks. And he was very, very proud of that program. And he was also pleased to be able to talk about the program. That effort on this radio show. And so we always looked forward to his call. Sometimes we would make arrangements in advance, but usually it was just on the spur of the moment. He would call in and say, hi, this is Jim. And I'd say, oh, time for an update, either the planting of the potatoes or the harvesting of the potatoes. And he was so pleased that so many people would turn out and volunteer. Especially, I recall in our last conversation, he pointed out that a lot of the members of the Southern Tier Antique Tractor Club were getting older and it was becoming more difficult. And so he really appreciated the help of community, area residents. He appreciated the help of students, Seton Catholic Central, the students, I think, for many years volunteered as well as students from other local school districts he he really liked it a couple of times only i think twice i think i pitched in two times to help harvest potatoes um and not not any time in in recent years i think the last time i did it, it had to be at least five or six years ago And it was hard work. I'm not used to doing that kind of work, harvesting potatoes, but it was rewarding because I knew it was for a good cause. It was also the type of thing where you could actually do that on a Saturday morning and have a good time with other people who are helping their friends and neighbors. So Jim Baker will be missed. I'll miss hearing his voice and his calls usually in May and September so we extend our condolences to his family and friends it's 1021 at News Radio WNBF 607-772-1290 I'm Bob Joseph it's Thursday morning you're listening to Binghamton Now from the Galt Auto Studios this is WNBF News Radio AM 1290 also available at 92.1 FM we sell the ultimate driving machine at Galt BMW Binghamton now, WNBF. Joined now by Roger Neal live. Good morning, Raj. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Yes, indeed. Uh, well, a little worried. It almost felt balmy out there at 18 this morning. <laughs> Compared to what we had, huh? It was, it was a big improvement. You know, you know it's, you know it's bad. Uh, right now, the temperature, I think, is 20, which is minus 7 Celsius. You know it's bad when temperatures like 18 and 20 actually sound pretty darn good. 
<laughs> it's like, wow, the heat wave is here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we need to well, get yeah, Linda Ronstadt uh, on singing about the heat wave. Hey, I like that would be a good a good move. Absolutely. Well, I just wanted to check in and remind folks that uh, the BU men and basketball will be home for two straight games tonight. Then again on Saturday afternoon tonight, the Bearcats take on the perennial powers in America East, the Vermont Catamounts, and they're off to their usual great start of the conference. They're 3-0. and Their coach, John Becker, has uh, done a fabulous job. They have an 18-game winning streak against teams in the conference. So they have been the dominant force over the years, and they continue to have uh, outstanding play again this season. The Bearcats will have a big test tonight, and this is really a measuring stick. These uh, two games are how well the Bearcats can fare this season. Vermont tonight, 6.07 start time. We'll have the pregame. We'll talk with Coach Lavelle Sanders about the Bearcats' adjustments made after their loss at Albany on Saturday and what's ahead facing the Vermont Catamounts tonight. Our pregame with him at 5.50. And then, of course, the tip-off at 6.07. Following this game, the Bearcats will stay home and take on UMass Lowell, which is the second-picked team in the conference in preseason polls. They're also unbeaten in conference play, and that game will be at 2 o'clock coming up on Saturday. So back-to-back home games against, right now, two of the best teams in the conference, and the Bearcats hope to down the Catamounts in action tonight. And, again, we'll have the game for you on WNBF. Our pregame coverage begins at 5.50, tip-off at 6.07, and then on Saturday, pregame coverage at 1.45 with the tip-off at 2. Well, the men are home for two straight. The women are on the road for a couple in a row. And they'll be in action tonight. They play at Vermont, and that'll be a 6 o'clock game. and be aired on our sister station, KISS 1041. Pre-game coverage at 545, and then they stay on the road. They will play at UMass Lowell Saturday in a 2 o'clock game. So both teams in action with games on the road for the women and the men home tonight against Vermont, and then UMass Lowell coming up on Saturday afternoon. So we're looking forward to it. We'll see what the Bearcats can do against the top-ranked Catamounts, and we'll have that game for you on WNBF again this evening with our pregame at 5.50. Bob, thank you for giving me a chance to preview that game tonight. We're looking forward to being on the air. Yeah, I'll look forward to listening to it. Uh, if you don't mind, I'll probably listen on 92.1 FM. Absolutely, and for people, get us in Guam if they want with our free mobile app, you know, so it doesn't matter. And with that app, you can stay connected wherever you are. I always say... Tap the app and you'll be in touch. A lot of people are listening. Myrtle Beach, Tucson, and believe it or not, even in the villages, Florida. A lot of a lot of listeners in Florida now. Yes, yes, absolutely. They're enjoying a little milder weather and can still uh, keep up with the hometown on WNBF radio. All right. I hope you have a, a great day. In the meantime, you're going to be out on the uh, the rail trail there, enjoying the lovely day. I'm not sure if I'll be on the rail trail today or in the gym, but one or the other. Yeah, a little, little uh, tune-up before the uh, the game broadcast tonight. All right. I'll be listening. Hope you have a great day. Thank you. Appreciate it. Take care. Roger Neal, live and local, WNBF, serving the community. This is Binghamton Now. What's on your mind? 607-772-1290. Be taking your calls till noon on a Thursday morning. I'm Bob Joseph at WNBF. This is a sp-
32 WNBF Live with Bob Joseph. And, oh, look who's here. Don Morgan. Good morning. Don Morgan. Hear me? Hi, I can hear you now. What's up? Oh, okay. Um, said I'm just I'm in my vehicle heading home, and as I got to the corner of Vesta Parkway and Washington uh, Street, I was detoured to go down to Vesta Avenue, and I'm not quite sure why. There's a big old detour sign in the road and a police car, and I just wanted to call and let you know that, so... Yeah, actually, we we announced uh, a few minutes ago that uh, there's a about a six vehicle pileup, a crash on uh, 434 westbound, the Parkway westbound near MacArthur School, and uh, one woman had a minor injury, but um, they they had to bring in tow trucks. They have uh, a company that's going to haul away at least five vehicles that were involved in that crash right about 10 o'clock. And so uh, as I can attest, and, and you can verify, uh, if you're trying to get out of downtown Binghamton right now, probably the best idea would be to leave going on Riverside Drive instead of trying to go out on State Street and then being detoured onto Vestal Avenue. Right. I guess I learned my lesson. I got to check with you before I leave the building. <laughs> <laughs> WNBF gets it done. Uh I mean, it, it, as far as the traffic volume over there where people are turning on to South Washington Street near Number 5 Commons, is is it really getting gummed up? Yeah, and the thing is, too, everybody likes to round that corner to get out to Vestal Avenue. Yep. And all of a sudden, boom, you've got a backup. So people need to slow down, be aware, like me. <laughs> well, as long as you didn't get in a crash, but uh, I appreciate your calling in with the uh, with that live update. My guess is, hopefully, they'll have have that cleared maybe in about thirty minutes. As I said, they they called in a, a tow company and they they were saying they, they would have to haul away at least five vehicles. So I'm, I'm not sure what happened. I don't believe there were any serious injuries, but I think that that pile up happened right about ten o'clock. The thing is, what you've got three lanes, and then all of a sudden you're on that corner, and we're down to one lane, and you want to quickly get in there, and it's already backed up, so absolutely reason to slow down as you're heading around going on Vesta Parkway. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thanks for the live update. I appreciate it, and uh, hope you uh, enjoy the rest of the day. Thanks. See you tomorrow, Bob. Thank you. Don Morgan. And a live traffic update, again, 434 westbound. That's the Vestal Parkway heading out of downtown toward the town of Vestal. That's closed right now as they clear a six-vehicle crash that happened right in the area behind MacArthur School. So if you need to head from downtown Binghamton out toward Vestal or Johnson City, use Riverside Drive or even Main Street probably for at least the next 30 minutes. WNBF News Time, 1035. Matt in Binghamton, good morning. Hello, Bob. How are you doing? Good. Hey, I've been trying to, I've never done it before, but I, I saw this um, all caps post by the former guy today, and it was on the TV screen. I couldn't get a snapshot of it. I have never been on True Social, but do you get True, can you pop up, pop up True Social? Because it's a truly in 
incredibly disturbing last night post by the president, former president. And uh, can you pump punch it up? And it's not that long, but I think. All right, can. hold on. I'm going to punch yeah. it. Hold on. Let me punch it. And all caps. I don't like Truth Social. Um, oh, I didn't mean that. Um, no, I like Truth Social. That's what I meant to say. I like it. Um, <laughs> it didn't sound very, very sincere. Oh, here it is. Truth Socials. Um, and I will read it. This was, are you talking about the one that was sent at seven this morning? The one that has, uh, all caps, something like, uh, yeah, all caps, even events that cross the line, it has that line in there. Yes. So do you mind if I read it on the air? No, I I would like you to read it on the air. Okay, I'm going to read it on the air. This is Donald J. Trump, and uh, it's posed from his Truth Social, the the powerful, the powerful social media platform. And uh, we know it was actually from Donald J. Trump because it's in all caps. And only only former presidents who have been indicted will tweet in all caps. (laughs) It's a good rule of thumb. And I quote, a president of the United States must have full immunity without which it would be impossible for him, her to properly function. Any mistake, even if well intended, would be met with almost certain indictment by the opposing party at term end. Even events that cross the line must fall under total immunity or it will be years of trauma trying to determine good from bad. There must be certainty. Example, you can't stop police from doing the job of guard. Oh, the job of strong and effective crime prevention because you want to guard against the occasional rogue cop or bad apple. Sometimes you just have to live with, quote, great but slightly imperfect, end quote. All presidents must have complete and total presidential immunity or the authority and decisiveness of a president of the United States will be stripped and gone forever. Hopefully this will be an easy decision. God bless the Supreme Court. That's what he put on the Trump social media platform. And before that, he gave a a speech uh, to a a bunch of, uh, I don't know exactly where it was, but uh, he was rambling on I, I wonder what elon Musk thought about it. he was saying that nobody should buy an electric car electric cars were stupid he was talk started talking about liquid gold which he goes gas and oil like and then he says corn he, i mean it was just so troubling what he did yesterday not and then earlier in the day he was in the courtroom uh having to be admonished by a judge because he's talking during during the trial and 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 then she says, I'm, you know, something about and we're going to have to do something, you know, something about this. And he goes, I would love it. So we know exactly what he's up to. He thinks all this stuff is. Well, he thinks you know, it's it, what what he seems to regard his life now as as being sort of a performance artist. You know, he's he's no different than Laurie Anderson, except so far he hasn't smeared chocolate on his body. <laughs> Well, that we know of. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Stop. Don't go there. <laughs> well, <laughs> but but you could close your eyes and imagine. Is, so yeah. so here's the thing. When Laurie Anderson was smearing chocolate on her body, people thought that was weird. But I'll say this. Uh, compared to, to what he's doing, 
what he's done over the last several years, Laurie Anderson looks positively mainstream. Yeah. So even uh, when you say even events that cross the line, he's pretty much, first of all, we know what it is because that's his only defense now about what he's what he's what he's done. I, I don't know. I mean, it's just he just he does believe that he could shoot anybody and not get indicted. And he does believe that, you know, he is president. He could call in SEAL Team 6 to kill a political uh, rival. And and that's what this is all about. He's he's defending those things. He, so it wasn't a mistake what he, you know, what he said when, when they were, you know, questioned. I mean, he, he's backing up the fact that that would be okay. Uh, what came up in the presidential debate about SEAL Team 6. So, and then I didn't know this one too. I, I don't know if you did, but it just came over the wire that he's considering Elise Stefanik as a VP candidate, potential pack. Oh, that I, I, that I support. Lee Stefanik? <laughs> yeah, I support that. Well, you might get be able to get her on your show. Yes. Camp, uh, yeah, she's from Camelot. upstate New York. I, I would love to have Elise Stefanik on the program. Well, I just think Kamala Harris's uh, stock just went way up. Because if you I was going to say, even, well, to that point, again, I, I would be hard-pressed to choose between Elise Stefanik and Kamala Harris. I mean, they're obviously, they're both very well-known women. But um, I would love to have both of them on the program. At the same time, we could have a debate between Kamala Harris and Elise Stefanik right here in the studio. That'd be great. But here, here's what I would like you to do. I would like the listeners to do. I don't know. They always don't. Usually, and uh, they just call in and say they don't like what I say, but they don't say why. I would like to hear people defend this events that cross the line remark that he thinks a president should be able to cross the line, break the law, Send in SEAL Team 6. Uh, he didn't say that, but that was an example they used in the debate. But then he, he says, yes, you should be able to do a immunity for the president. So doesn't that mean that if Joe Biden uh, decided to kill um, Donald Trump right now, he couldn't be prosecuted, right? Well, that's a, that's a very harsh... Uh, example hypothetical to to use on the air but sadly the way donald trump wrote his tweet this morning sadly it sounds sounds like that would be so and that would be be inexcusable any president i'm serious any president who uh, well i'm not suggesting suggesting. even even if if say joe biden and and we've seen this thing where joe biden have you ever seen the the meme where sometimes joe biden they make it look like he's mad about something and like, what do they call it? Um, angry Joe or whatever. Dark, that Joe Biden. Dark Joe. Yes. Dark Joe yeah. So even if Joe Biden, for some reason, gets steamed and suddenly he has trouble managing his anger. So even if he will say hypothetically, hypothetically, and I don't want people to take it the wrong way, but say if he were to, I don't know, be in the same room with his predecessor and... Punch him in the face. We'll just say that. That would be inexcusable. And I, even I would say, I would call for uh, Joe Biden to be, be charged if he ever did anything, even threatened any harm to his predecessor. It would be wrong. I'd like to punch him in the face, I'll tell you. <laughs> 
Earlier, we just got a. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm I sorry. certainly wasn't condoning Joe Biden doing no, anything but, like that. I'm just, yeah, I'm no, just but, saying based on what he's what he's pushing, it it, it really is so over the. But top here, here's another so hypothetical. Crazy. Say, say if, just if Joe Biden, whether he did it intentionally, knowing full well what was going on, or somehow got confused because of the signage. Went through the the parlor city circle here over at at court and exchange, and he went on the wrong way. I'm serious. I would if I was police chief, I would order my my traffic people. I'd say issue the president a ticket because you've got him on video going the wrong way on the parlor city circle, and he'll have to go to court. Maybe the judge will dismiss the ticket, but he is not above the law. Even if he was confused, even if his defense was, oh, I don't know, the way they designed the circle so small and confusing, I got confused, I accidentally went the wrong way, he still would have to be held accountable. In my opinion. Uh, well, yes, I agree with you. So, so uh, just like, uh, you know, 119 miles an hour. <laughs> well, she's different. She's she's an, She is a national treasure. Anyway, thank you, Matthew. Well, I really, I really like to see how if people, if, if there's anybody in your audience that can, that says they agree that a, a president should be able to, for even events that cross the line, be immune. Yeah, that's a good point, and we'll put it out there. We'll see what our other viewers think. Thank you. That's Matt from Binghamton, better known as former Binghamton Mayor Matthew T. Ryan. 607-772-1290. That's our number. Feel free to call. More calls more often coming right up on Binghamton Now. Missing is the chocolate. And when force is gone. 1048 WNBF Radio with Bob Joseph Live. <laughs> Bob from Vestal, good morning. You're on there. What is that? I don't even know. The heck? Uh, Sounds like the circuits are crossed. You know, I called here the last two days and I tried to get people to please get off this Donald Trump, and it seemed to be working. And now that Matt Ryan has to call here, you and him, Trump, Trump, what? Are you people obsessed with this man? I don't understand this. You know, the way that it could come to a screeching halt is if he would stop tweeting. Why is Matt Ryan looking at his post if he doesn't like him? He wasn't looking at his post. He said he saw it on TV. It's inescapable. They put it on TV. He's one of them people that just, he, he is obsessed with hating this man. I don't understand you people. This guy has raised a nice family. He loves his country. Here these Bidens are the biggest crooks in the world. And you people are on here 
Donald Trump's the devil. Donald, what is wrong with you people? I've never said he's the devil. And Matt from Binghamton never said that. Matt from Binghamton needs help. We all need help. We live in a complicated society where everyone needs some help. Yeah. In my opinion. Now, as far as the former guy, my thought is if he would just stay off social media, behave himself in court, let the court situation play out, because now it'll be, well, soon, it'll be in the hands of the jury, and the jury is probably paying attention to his behavior. And if that's the case, as they say in the town of Union, this is not going to end well. Now, here's another thing. Matt Ryan gets to talk and talk and talk. Me, you interrupt me constantly. What is, don't you see, like I said, the last couple of days people were calling in. They were, yeah, you know, let's get out and do something, even though it's cold out. And, and then somebody like that just ruins it with this Donald Trump obsession. I'm telling you, I wish I could listen to this without getting crazy. I just went and got my truck re-registered, went to Goodyear. They threw the sticker on. I'm in a good mood. Then that guy ruins it, and he ruins a lot of people's good moods. But he thinks he's funny. Well, I think he's just sharing an opinion. And and let's face it, we we all respect each other's opinion. I don't think he was a good mayor, Put that in your pipe and smoke it, Matt. All right. Well, everybody is entitled to his opinion. Thank you. Uh, Gary from the West Side. Hi, Bob. Hey, some people are obsessed with disliking Trump, and some people are obsessed with disliking the man who is president right now, Biden, right? So it's, uh, it's a give and take. Oh, yeah. There. In the end, it all, it all balances out. Just like, it say, the weather. The weather was relatively snow-free and relatively mild for the first few weeks of winter. And now it's gone over to the other side. It's, it's like politics. In the end, it'll all balance out. So there was a guy who called in, I think he was the last caller uh, yesterday, and he gave some ideas about uh, using green space in the city. And I tell you what, I couldn't agree more with that caller. You know, he had some fantastic ideas on how to use green space in the cities, especially Binghamton, and how Binghamton should have more green space. It, it was, if anybody heard that, it's, I feel it was impossible to disagree with what he said. You know, I just, I thought it was, uh, well thought out and well spoken. I think he should run for mayor. He's really he's that type of a guy. But Bob, you know, with this snowstorm, you're talking about the weather. The snow was so fluffy, right? So I used my leaf blower, which I switched to battery. I got a battery powered mower, battery powered blower, and a weed whacker. So I used this, and it was fully charged. Normally, I get 25 to 30 minutes full, all out with my leaf blower. And when I used it to clean up, 10 minutes, man, that battery was done. That's why I'm not buying a Tesla. You know, I wanted to get a Tesla, and now I'm hearing from all these people with their Tesla electric cars how the range is, is cut drastically because it's so cold. And they can't charge, right? So, you know, there, there's the stories about in Chicago how they weren't able to charge their Teslas and stuff like that. And that that's a pretty big problem in this part of the country, you know, and they haven't come up with a way around that but uh 
Yeah, I, I'm glad I didn't buy an electric car, you know, just yeah. for that purpose. Yeah, well, I, we'll see what uh, other viewers have to say. Thank you. You're welcome. 1054 WNBF, DJ in Binghamton. Good morning. Hey, good morning. You know, I was just listening to the former guy, Matt Ryan, and yes, we all agree that our president, Donald Trump, is immune and should be shown immunity. However, he never did anything wrong. While Joe Brandon and his cronies and his son and his partners called him the big guy. And I think that Matt Ryan ought to go back to listening to his Trailer Swift records and leave politics alone because he doesn't know what he's talking about. And President Trump, you know, he's our president. And you're jealous of him because he made something of his life. And we all see that. He's, he's been indicted, but Matt's been indicted. A lot of people have been indicted. Look at the colonial board. I'm not aware that Matt Ryan has ever been indicted. He said he was. For what? He said he was arrested. He's one of those. He was arrested. There's a big difference between being arrested and being indicted. You can't tell me what the. I know the difference. He said that. Okay. So, to the best of my knowledge, the former mayor of Binghamton's never been indicted. The former guy said he was indicted. He said he spit in their faces at Vietnam. He was one of those protesters that when the guys got off the plane, our, our heroes got off the planes, remember they spit in their faces? When you and I were, when you were peddling your papers and I was smoking cigarettes by the rabbit coop, Matt Ryan was spitting in people's faces when they got home from Vietnam. He got indicted and he also got arrested and indicted for, the, for messing with Danny Wegman when they told him to leave and he wouldn't leave. All right. First, he didn't mess with Danny Wegman. He was, by all accounts, on the property of the Wegman store in Johnson City. I'll bet Danny Wegman didn't even know about it that night. Sure, he knows now. Because I'm sure Danny Wegman reads the stories at WNBF.com. Of course he would. The best news source in Binghamton. More calls coming up. Don't touch that dial. This is Binghamton Now. I'm Bob Joseph on News Radio WNBF. WNBF Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. This is News Radio 1290 WNBF News. Cloudy today, chance of snow on your 27. Tonight, mostly cloudy, snow likely, low around 19. Friday, snow on your 27. In a collision on Tuesday evening, five women from Broome County lost their lives in a multi-vehicle crash on Interstate 81 North in Scott Township, Lackawanna County. The coroner confirmed there were five victims. All five women were residents of Broome County. The accident occurred near Waverly, Pennsylvania around 5.30 p.m. after a minivan reportedly lost control and collided with the median. Four occupants of the minivan exited the vehicle. Reports state that a woman driving a separate vehicle, which was following the minivan, pulled over and also got out of her vehicle. All five individuals were then struck by an oncoming tractor-trailer, resulting in their deaths at the scene. Local emergency services, including the county's coroner office, multiple fire departments and state police responded to the incident. Law enforcement officials have launched an investigation into the cause of the accident, working to determine the sequence of events that led to this tragedy. 
A fire in a single-family house at 3802 Country Club Road, Endwell, was reported around 5, 8.55 a.m. on Wednesday. Endwell Fire Chief Michael Battaglini told WNBF News there was an active fire on a porch at the rear of the structure when the first units arrived. An assistant chief called for a second alarm even before he made it to the scene because of the volume of smoke generated by the blaze. Battaglini said the fire quickly spread from the porch into the house going up to the second floor. No injuries were reported as a result of the fire. The air temperature around 8 degrees. Two BC Transit buses were dispatched to the scene to serve as warming stations for firefighters and medical crews. The fire was in a house just southwest of the Binghamton Country Club. Authorities have announced charges against a man in what they called an ambush-style shooting. They critically wounded a police officer in northeastern Pennsylvania last week. 20-year-old Aiden Dellinger of Old Forge is charged in Lackawanna County with attempted homicide of law enforcement officers and other counts. Officials said three Scranton police detectives were sitting in an unmarked police vehicle early Thursday, and the suspect fired five rounds into it, hitting the officer twice in the head. Another officer returned fire, hitting the suspect. Court documents don't list an attorney for Denninger, who was arraigned at the hospital, and a listed number for him couldn't be found on Wednesday. A Binghamton man and women, a woman are facing a dozen felony drug charges following a special investigations unit task force search of a residence in the town of Dickinson. On January 16th, the Broome County Special Investigations Unit Task Force executed a search warrant at 373 Prospect Street in the town of Dickinson. The target of the search warrant was for Andrew Fuller, who was present during the execution of the warrant. Also present was Betty Hobbs. During the search, the items of evidence were located, including several types of controlled substances, a scale, and baggies used to package narcotics for distribution. Andrew Fuller of Binghamton was charged with criminal possession of a controlled substance in the second degree, two counts of criminal possession of a controlled substance in the third degree, six counts of criminal possession of a controlled substance in the fifth degree, and two counts of criminally using drug paraphernalia in the second degree. Betty Hobbs of Binghamton was charged with two counts of criminal possession of a controlled substance in the third degree, criminal possession of a controlled substance in the fourth degree. Fuller and Hobbs were arrested and transported to the Broome County Correctional Facility. A judge has declined to dismiss the case against a U.S. Marine veteran charged with manslaughter for placing a man in a deadly chokehold aboard a New York City subway train. Daniel Penny has pleaded not guilty to charges of second-degree manslaughter and criminally negligent homicide in the death last May of Jordan Neely, who witnesses say was shouting and begging for money on the Manhattan train. Penny has said he acted to protect himself and others. His attorneys last year filed a motion seeking dismissal of the case, which was denied in court on Wednesday. His attorneys say they are looking ahead to the trial. Democrats in majority control of the Pennsylvania House of Representatives have advanced several gun control measures. One of the proposals passed by the Judiciary Committee on Wednesday would ban sales of automatic and semi-automatic guns. The bills were passed on party lines and await full House consideration. Even if the measure is clear, the House floor, however, they will likely face a cold reception in the state Senate, as did other gun control measures passed by the House last year. 
Democrats say the slate of bills would balance gun ownership with protecting average citizens. Republicans raise concerns about infringing upon constitutional rights. Donald Trump was threatened with expulsion from his Manhattan civil trial after he repeatedly ignored a warning to keep quiet, while writer E. Jean Carroll testified that he shattered her reputation after she accused him of sexual abuse. Carroll was the first witness Wednesday in a trial to determine damages, if any, that Trump owes her for negatively caustic remarks that he made while he was president. His statements responded to a 2019 memoir in which Carol said Trump sexually attacked her in spring of 1996 in a luxury Manhattan department store's dressing room. The trial is only about damages because a jury last May awarded Carol $5 million in damages for sexual abuse and defamation. Trump denies it all. That's a look at news. For updates on local news, weather, sports, and features, open up the WNBF app and online at WNBF.com. This is News Radio 1290 WNBF. News Radio 1290 WNBF. I'm Bob Joseph. Binghamton now continues until noon. 607-772-1290. That's the hotline. If you have a desire to speak with me and to all of the world, call now and chat on WNBF. Happy holidays. Here we are in the middle of the holiday season. That's how the show would sound if it was replaced. The host was replaced with AI. (laughs) There's a a cute, cute email I received. Normally I don't comment much about cute emails, but every once in a while, something wild, something wild shows up in the email and I couldn't help myself so I tweeted this came in uh, late Wednesday apparently a misguided soul desperate to uh, make some money but uh, I wasn't buying what he was cooking Uh, as I tweeted someone is pitching an AI tool that he's developed that he said would generate and deliver all kinds of local radio news and (laughs) In his email to me, he said it could be a great addition to your station. To which I replied, uh, no, it would not. So whoever that misguided person is who's trying to pitch an AI tool to WNBF, move on to some other station that really doesn't care about its community. An AI tool that will generate and deliver all kinds of local radio news. What do you think this is, a newspaper? Come on, man. Hi, WNBF. You're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? Good morning, Bob. This is Bonnie from Binghamton. Yeah, what's up? Hi, Bob. Um, I, You know, I've heard a couple of your callers, even the last guy. Um, but I want to try to push this more to a positive side of discussion. Um, but I do want to report, uh, just um, make sure the last um, caller knows that Joe Biden is our president, not Donald Trump. 
but with all that hate mongering I I've heard, I never hear from the Republican side of the house why I should vote for Donald Trump. So I'm going to challenge the Republicans to give me three good reasons why I should. And don't give me the border wall because Donald Trump was in office for four years. He had a Republican Senate. He had a Republican House. And they did nothing for the border wall. So give me three good reasons why I should vote for Donald Trump. Okay. You've laid down the challenge. And now we'll open up the hotlines to all of our viewers to come up with three solid reasons. Maybe here's the thing. I, I get the sense from the way you spoke that you're open-minded enough, if they come up with three compelling reasons, you might actually consider voting for him. I, I, no, because, um, <laughs> I, I, I won't, but I, you know, I, I hear nothing but hate and right. hate and hate, but what I, and hate against Biden, and I can tell you, I can see a whole series of reasons why I would, uh, vote for Biden today, right? He would protect my Social Security and my Medicare. He's he's never going to grab me by the crotch. He's going to be um, protecting my rights as a woman. Um, I, he's not a, for the banning of the books. He doesn't oppose the universal health care. He doesn't embrace, embrace the white nationalists, who I believe are a lot of the people that are calling. Um, and, you know, he's working to, to make students and education for our young people better. And and it just there's a whole series of things that I'm not seeing for the Trump side of house, how you're making my life or other people's lives better. And that's why I'm challenging them. Okay. I appreciate it. And also thanks for your honesty that even if they came up with a hundred compelling reasons based on what you just said, I understand that under no circumstances would you consider voting for him, but I appreciate your honesty. Well, you're welcome. And, 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 um, you know, and, and it's just that way for me from a Republican perspective. I mean, you can look at what's going on from the Texas governorship, Greg Abbott, and his taking money from China and his killing of women and children. And, you know, it's this hate and this, uh, um, uh, what are some of the words I want to use? His hate, the hate, the misery, the uh, narrow-mindedness, they're bigoted, they're prejudiced, they're biased. There's, you know, there's that kind of thought process. And, you know, I'm not forgetting the rich richer. I'm forgetting the middle class stronger. And um, I don't see it from the Republican side of house. Appreciate your call. Thank you. It's 1115 at WNBF. Hi, you're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? Hi, WNBF. You're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? Yeah, my name is Steve, and I'm calling from Binghamton. I'm sorry to say, but the lady, Bonnie, is so misinformed. It's uh, She's a little pathetic what's going on. As a matter of fact, Congress and Senate was run by the Democrats, period. Everything that Trump said he was going to do, he did it. No, he didn't. For example, as she pointed out, the wall, it never got built. Plus... The part of the wall that was built didn't get paid for by Mexico. So there's two things right there. The wall he promised didn't get built, and he said Mexico would pay for the wall. They didn't pay a penny. So there's just one example. So one could say in his four years living in public housing at great expense, cost of uh, taxpayers, good taxpayers like you and me, he didn't he didn't fulfill his promises. No, I, you know, Bob, I got a feeling that you are part of the left itself, too. I am not. 
I am not part of any side. I'm not left. I'm not right. I am simply a person who made an observation. You have to admit he promised he would build the wall. And he also promised Mexico would pay for the wall. A, the wall didn't get completed. B, the part of the wall that was built, Mexico hasn't paid a penny. The Democrats never supported Trump with the wall. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Even though Democrats were against it, he went ahead and started building the wall, and he didn't get it done. And then furthermore, we had to pay for the wall. He said Mexico would pay for it. Oh, you know what? Besides this, I think I'm not going anywhere with you like this. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for trying. 1117 at WNBF. Good morning. You're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? Uh, Bob, it's Gary. I'm sorry for on the west side. I'm sorry for double dipping again. But I, I'd like to do three things at uh, Donald Trump. So, number one, <clears throat> NATO, right? I think he was right about NATO, right? They, they should uh, make them pay more for, uh, you know, we shouldn't be putting all the money in to defend the world, right? I think NATO should do their fair share. And then, you know, he was going to, let's see, uh, Obamacare, right? He was going to uh, uh, make Obamacare better. Uh, all right. Well, okay. He didn't do that. Uh, all right. So I need, did I mention NATO? That's it, Bob. That's all I got. All right. Well, thanks. 1118 WNBF. So here's the question. Three things, three good things, not great things, three good things that the former guy did when he was president, when he was still the current guy. Hi, you're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? Oh. Hi, WNBF. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? Hey, Bob. It's Benji from Binghamton. Hi. Are you the Broome County Republican chairman? Yes, I am. I was intrigued by your conversation. Yes. So I thought I would oh, call in. I yes, asked. this is timely. Yeah, tell me, tell me uh, a little bit about, uh, say, during the four years that Donald Trump was president of the United States, what do you think were his three top accomplishments? Sure. So I think you have all of the callers have the conversation all wrong. Um, this election isn't about Donald Trump. It's not about Joe Biden. People need to look at our local leaders and our state leaders um, and decide, are we better than we were four years ago or three years ago, um, and decide whether we need to continue sending Democrats, liberal Democrats, to the state legislature, um, and do we want uh, people who care about um, solving crime, solving inflation, um, people who are going to you know, not raise our taxes and uh, continue to pass $230 billion state budgets, um, I just think that's the issues that we need to be focusing on, um, not Joe Biden, not Donald Trump. We need to vote local. Uh, we have in incredible candidates across the county, town of Union. Uh, our entire county legislature is up this year. Um, we have incredibly strong candidates uh, locally that I think people need to be focusing on. Joe Biden and Donald Trump are not coming to your doorstep uh, this summer and this fall. Um, our local candidates are. And so I just want to break through the noise a little bit because everyone seems to be focused on the presidential um, when really we should be voting local and, and, and seeing who our local elected leaders are. 
So, and I know you'll be uh, later today for the assembled multitude of the uh, the Binghamton media outlining the local Republican agenda. So what will be, be ultimately the biggest issues for November for people who live in Broome County and ultimately those who live in New York State? Sure. So I, I think cost and crime are the two biggest issues. Um, you know, people are having trouble paying their utility bills. Um, you know, you go to the grocery store and it's not 60 bucks anymore. It's over a hundred dollars. Um, you know, we need to get costs down in this state, especially as a young person. Um, you know, rent, uh, is high. Um, you know, the housing crisis, honestly, is something in our community that I think more Republicans should, uh, be focused on and, and, and we're doing that. Um, and then really just petty crimes in our community too. Um, I think our local leadership does a great job at keeping our community safe. Um, but the problem is the state government makes it incredibly difficult to hold people accountable for their actions. Um, you walk down the street and you smell marijuana. Um, you know, these are real quality of life issues that, uh, you know, our local Republicans are trying to solve. Um, but liberal Democrats at the state government uh, seem to look, look the other way. Are you going to be able to run a full slate of candidates for all the local races this November? You know, Bob, we pride ourselves. We have 16 towns and, and uh, you know, villages and even more villages uh, across the county. Uh, I can't make any promises, but we're going to ha- get very close to having a full Republican slate this year uh, from county executive, um, county legislature, all the way down to um, village offices and, and assessors. So, um, you know, really, the Republican Party locally is giving the voters a choice um, to vote for, for local candidates. Um and, you know, we're really proud to kind of be, be that voice uh, for, for local uh, conservatives and moderate voters who just want to change, change in the way that our state and country are headed. What are you going to do about what happened in the city of Binghamton? I mean, obviously, not much can do this year uh, with the, uh, the way city council just turned virtually completely Democrat. It, I mean, obviously, six of the seven seats, and we don't know what's going to happen with with the one district that's still still in question. But uh, and I, I I think we already talked about that when you were on the program before. But you you still must be just shocked about how the the council races went in November. Yeah, we had this conversation, Bob. I mean, I don't think that the races were um, that big of a, a margin um, we we you know came very close in some of these seats and again i just want to say phil strong sophia resinetti um scanlon and geo scringi the city is a better place than it was four years ago because of those republicans efforts and then at the end of the day we have an incredibly strong and talented mayor jared cram um, he's in the community focused on quality of life issues so i think he work he'll work well with the new council um and really i'm i'm paying attention as everyone should to uh, you know, how new council uh, manages their job um, for the success of the city. I hope they do a good job, um, but we're going to hold them accountable if uh, you know, if they start leading us on the wrong on the wrong path. Broome County Republican Chair Benji Fetterman, thanks for calling in. I appreciate it. Sure thing, Bob. Thanks for chatting. Yep. 1124, live and local. This is Binghamton Now.
the voices of the people. 607-772-1290 is the number. From the Galt Auto Studios, this is WNBF News Radio AM 1290. Also available at 92.1 FM. We're still saving the Southern Tier money at Galt Toyota. Seven twenty six WNBF live with Bob Joseph, Airport Road Bob. Good morning. You're on the air. Hey, Happy New Year. How are you? Good. How's it going? Uh, another day in the neighborhood. You know, um, you know, I love the passion with all of these people with their Republican and Democrat. You know, you know, uh, I'm like you. I'm not either. Or I, I, I pick the guy that looks like he's going to do the job for me. But um, I love their passion. Well. You know, I've been passionate about this corporate park for the last year, and things are really starting to happen here. Um, don't even know where to start to tell, tell you, Bob, but uh, Town of Maine has put the idea on notice that they will not change zoning, that they've done all kinds of inappropriate uh, things by not following laws and regulations and, and going forward with this project. Um, Town of uh, Maine will have a public meeting on February 20th for all the residents to show up, um, hoping to fill the uh, Holy Rosary Church because we expect more people than uh, the town hall will hold. Um, I was at the IDA yesterday at their public meeting. A couple of things about the IDA. Um, They still have so many questions that they have not answered. on this project, like sewer, water, they haven't even addressed that they have to do sewer districts, new water districts. Um, they don't even know that there, they didn't even know that there's no sewer line up airport road, um, to, to take care of this project. Um, they're submitting their paperwork, their seeker form for 526 acres. Um, they have only purchased 300, so I'm kind of confused how they're going to do any kind of environmental or research on the other properties that they're threatening to eminent domain with. Um, I don't know, Bob. It looks kind of kind of uh, shady. I did get a call last week from the New York State Comptroller's office out of the blue. I mean, I never called them. I never thought to call them. And they are now starting an investigation into this project based on all of the improprieties that have taken place so far. Um, who really told you that? Who, who from the controller's office told you that? The, um, the New York State controller uh, who works in the local Binghamton office. His name is Troy. Um, I have to look it up. Troy Decker, I believe, is his name. Okay, okay. so it wasn't Tom DiNapoli. No. Oh, I was going to if, if it was Tom DiNapoli. Starts here in Binghamton, Bob. Got to go up the ladder. You know how that works. Oh, yeah. Um, no, if it was Tom DiNapoli, I'd be, I'd be shocked. Well, when he calls me, you'll be the first to know, Bob, because, you know, I try to keep you updated on everything. All right. Well, keep um, me posted. Jim Emke did show up at the IDA meeting last month. I don't know whether you saw the news clip on the 6 o'clock news. Um, he did an interview with myself after the meeting. Um, I don't know if you caught that clip. 
If not, you can go back and look at it. I did uh, email Mr. Emke this morning with some more updates, and uh, he's now uh, taking the lead on this story. Um, he did tell me that he's a, a regular listener to your show, Bob. That's the only reason he showed up at the IDA meeting. He knew I was going to be there making a presentation. He showed up with his camera and his tripod. It's true, <laughs> and, and I know uh, Jim Emke and others, by the way, in local news circles do try to listen as much as they can because it's helpful as far as uh, news events, whether what's going on with the uh, proposed industrial park or corporate park or anything else. I mean, a lot of people in in local news do try to keep tabs because this is, you know, sorry, it's, we don't serve as the, Binghamton assignment desk, but I, I trust me, enough people do listen, and they might not be able to do something immediately because, let's face it, Jim Emke has a small staff. Everybody has a small staff. News Channel 34, Fox 40, uh, 12 News, WSKG, Spectrum News, Press Connects. Everybody has a small staff, but all of us as reporters, we really I'm are committed you. to doing our best. Yeah. I, I got that impression from him. I never met him before. Oh, yeah. It was really nice. It was a great meeting. Well, and, I and so know. he and I, he and I probably will just say have been reporting on this area for quite a few years. But even the other reporters who are relatively new to this area also are trying to, their best to cover whether it's what goes on in the towns of Maine and Union or anywhere else. They are doing their best. So just, just let it be known that even though journalism is uh, is in in the state of journalism locally and nationally is in a state of crisis right now. Those of us who are still committed to us uh, to it, whether we're veterans or people just entering the profession, are really doing their best to cover these local stories. Well, listen, I have a request, and maybe you can help me out. Maybe you know, or maybe you can. Uh, your, one of your callers knows. I'm curious how the IDA actually works. How do these people become board members? Do these people get paid as being board members at the IDA? And did you know that these board members, you know, Mayor, former Mayor Bucci and some other, uh, Mr. Marabito, other important people in the local area are on this board. Did you know that if you called the IDA and wanted to leave a voicemail or an email for any of those board members, that it's not possible? They don't have any system at the agency to leave an email for any of the board members or to leave a voicemail for any of the board members. So as a public resident, how do I communicate with these people on a public agency when there's no way to talk to them? What do you do? How do you get in charge? How do you get in touch with them? Well, I guess I guess the only way to leave a message is to send an email to the general IDA email address. Well, how do you know it's getting to the person you're trying well, to Well, you just to? Ha- who knows? I don't know. I'm uh, I'm not saying it's right. I I agree. I I think every every member of the IDA board ought to have his or her own email address, if not an actual voicemail so you could leave a phone message, but at least an email address. So if you wanted to send a message to any any member directly and make sure that they were able to read it, that it would get to them. So I, I didn't realize that. But I, then again, 
I usually have other ways of getting in touch with the members of the IDA board, so I, I haven't really had to email any of them. Okay, well, I just wanted to make that general... Yeah, uh, no, it's it's a good idea, and if Stacy Duncan's listening, uh, I I would uh, encourage her to um, to see if that, that could be done. I imagine if if somebody suggests it, uh, that she would set up emails for each member of the board. Well, I suggested it yesterday at the meeting, but I don't get very far with the board members there. It's a very strange situation. They they spend hundreds of millions of taxpayers' dollars by using the grant programs every year, and yet you can't communicate with the agency other than one particular person. And um, I'll just leave it at that. All right. I appreciate your call. Keep me posted. Uh, 11.35 at WNBF. And by the way, hello to Jim Emke and everybody at News Channel 34, people at Fox 40, the people at 12 News, people at WSKG Public Media, the people at Spectrum News, the people at Press Connects. Good morning. If you're listening, if you're listening, few people do listen. And obviously, they can't listen to all three hours every day. But say if they're going from one story to another, I'm sure they, they tune in from time to time to get a sense of what people are talking about. This is, this is a resource. This, I'll, I'll say Binghamton now is sort of a, a utility, a totally unregulated utility. Well, not totally unregulated. The FCC ultimately regulates the station. But as far as just being able to understand where people where people are concerned and, and what's going on in the community. So I, I think we provide a vital public service, and it's thanks to our listeners who call in every day. 607-772-1290. I'm Bob Joseph. More calls are coming up on our Thursday program. Jim Emke from News Channel 34, BinghamtonHomePage.com, just emailed and said, yes, I'm listening right now. Thank you, Jim. Appreciate your listening to News Radio WNBS. Come to the side that the things that I tried were in my life just to get high on. When I sit alone, come get a little known, but I need more than myself this time. Step from the road to the sea to the sky, and I do believe that we rely on. When I lay it on, come get to play it on, all my life to sacrifice. Hey, yo, listen what I say. Roger from Choconut. Good morning. You're on the air. Good morning, Bob. How are you this morning? Never better. How are things in Choconut? Chilly. <laughs> it's 11, 11 I it guess. Is. Yeah. Oh, I was just recall, calling in response to the lady who wanted to know three things that Trump did. Uh, one, Trump did build the wall. And the wall was in the process of being built when Joe Biden took office and stopped it. Number two, we were energy independent for the first time in 50 years. And we would have been able to help our people and our allies in Europe when some idiot blew up the Nord Stream pipeline. Number three, the economy was on a steady rise. 
coming back. The jobs are coming back. A lot of the stuff was getting done. And this thing just amazes me. Donald Trump, when he was president, filled our oil reserves, our emergency oil reserves. And Joe Biden turned around and sold 900,000 barrels of our reserve oil to the Chinese communists. So for the people that think Donald Trump... Oh, I don't think he sold our oil to the Chinese. Yes, he did, to the uh, energy company that Hunter Biden was associated with. They brought it out in Congress. All right. Well, I was unaware of that. Anyway, keep an eye on things and give me a call if if things get colder there in Choconut. Uh, Hopefully they won't. (laughs) I hope not. It's going to be spring in about two months, so something to look forward to. All right. Well, stay warm, Bob, and keep up the good work. Thank you, Roger. Thanks for calling in. I appreciate it. It's 1141 at WNBF. More calls more often. Vic from Herkimer. Good morning. Good morning, Bob. I'm going to go on a little bit of a rant here. I hope you let me finish. I won't use any fall language. Just be, take your hand off that red button. An article appeared in the Marcellus Tooling News uh, either yesterday or the day before that I took great interest in reading. Kathy Hochul in their budget address is advocating money or, or allowing money for a thousand new hydro wells in upstate New York for her clean energy goal. Now, I'm very familiar with these hydro wells. One, I toured one uh, about four years ago with a friend of mine named Paul. And um, we talked to the, um, it was being fracked at the time. And we talked to the guy that was doing the fracking. He was laid off due to the slowdown in Pennsylvania drilling. And now he got he took the job with the state fracking these hydro wells. I asked him, I said, when he used the word frack, I didn't know they fracked them. And I said, well, what do you frack them with? He said, the same chemicals we frack uh, gas wells in Pennsylvania. Water, sand, and chemicals, period. And I said, well... How did you get approval for that in New York? Because fracking was banned here in New York. He said, and this was him saying it, not me even asking. He said that these water wells are, they bypass Secra, which is, a you know, the study for environmental impacts and stuff like that. They don't have to do any of that. But yet they're using the same exact chemicals, Bob, to frack these hydro wells in New York, thousands of them, that are underway right now. And and they ban gas drilling because of those same exact chemicals. So I want to know where's the water watch, food and water watch? Where where are the Adirondack Mountain keepers? Where are all these people in protest? Well, you know, Josh Fox ought to get up here and and do another documentary. No, because it's clean. I I agree that should be what's done, but it's not being done because this is being done under the guise of clean energy. Well, I don't know. It's too complicated. Plus, I'm looking at Marcellus Drilling News, and I can't read their articles because I'm not a member. Uh, I'm sorry. You should probably join because they get a lot of good information in that paper. Um, I I can't join all these websites. I can't join all these websites. It's seventy nine fifty a year. I don't have that kind of cash. For you, I'll pay for it for you. No, that wouldn't be right either. That'd be unethical. I appreciate the offer. I'm, and again, 
And having said that, I'm not saying they shouldn't charge because, hey, everything ha- it's, it's sort of the same thing that, that we say in, in journalism about uh, freeloaders who want, say, the newspaper to provide complete access to all their articles. And it's, yeah, yeah, great. You know, freeloaders don't want to pay for information. So I'm just pointing out I, I went to the website and I, I didn't realize that um, their articles now are, are subscription only. So, But thank you for the offer and, and thanks for calling it to my attention. Uh, uh, Marcellus Journal News is a newspaper, just right. like the Press and Sun Bulletin. Well, then that's why that's why I quickly quickly stated that somebody has to pay the freight that that they're not going to be able to continue providing the information they do if nobody's willing to pay for it. I, I just mentioned, see, I have too many subscriptions already, and I'm I'm going well, not going broke, but I already devote too much money a month for uh, a lot of news subscriptions and so but i just want to point that out yeah they deserve every penny in fact i say they should charge a hundred dollars a year bob i i appreciate you letting me go through that rant i'm like i said i just wonder where all the protesters are because we're fracking water wells here in new york for hydropower the exact same way we frack uh uh gas wells in pennsylvania well, maybe at some point we'll get some protests. We're overdue for protests, and maybe they're listening. Maybe they'll protest. Although not till it warms up. Who's going to be protesting when it's 10 degrees? Matt from Binghamton, good morning. Hey, maybe me and my good friend Vic can go be the first protesters. <laughs> I can picture you, you, Matt from Binghamton, and Vic from Herkimer out there on Washington Street protesting like the good old days. Have him give me a call. We'll, we'll see what we can do. <laughs> good times. Give me a call, Vic. Anyway, um, you know, I, I know, look, first of all, I, I agree with that woman. This is not about hate. I don't, I don't call into because I, hate Donald Trump, I am. I do call him because, first of all, many people in the community approach me every time, almost anywhere I am, and say, keep calling in to Bob Joseph because you're our voice. We don't, we don't follow things as closely, but we agree with most of what you say. And that's one of the reasons I call, because there's a whole bunch of people who listen to your show that never call. And second of all, and they ask me to call. So, um, and uh, I don't hate people. I try not to. Um, I'm saying sometimes I get a little very agitated at him, but I'm really afraid of Donald Trump being reelected because, and that's why I pointed out what he said last night, what he said this this morning in his Truth Social. He's a dangerous person. I really believe that. I don't hate him, but I I really don't want him. I think for the whole world's sake, he can't be president again. Uh, And by the way, Yes, we were more we are more energy independent than we were, but Obama was I talked to President Obama when he was here in Binghamton. He was doing a lot of fracking back then, allowing it. Uh there it's always been going on. The energy industry has always been winning the battle of fracking. In fact, not only under Donald Trump, but also under Joe Biden, this year we are the biggest producers of oil and gas in the world, and it's been that way for several years. So it's not like Joe Biden has stopped it. He's done a couple things because the pipeline was going through uh, Indian territory and and different things, and they were going to bring in the worst kind of um, uh, tar sands crude, which is very, very polluting. So he made a choice there. But 
There's a lot of pipelines being built. Don't act like there isn't a huge. I mean, still, we're a very small percentage of our our, our um, heating and cooling. Everything comes from renewable energy still. So right. anyway, so I, the other thing I called about is real quick. Uh, slander is not a Christian value, DJ. I never, in fact, I went out of my way to say about Vietnam veterans returning to our country. I never would spit on anybody. I said I was troubled by that conduct, if you remember. I've said that on your show before. I never, so for him to say that I actually spit, said I spit on people coming back from Vietnam and that I was indicted, I've never been indicted. I've been convicted of a disorderly conduct a couple times regarding anti-war activities and things like that. I've never been indicted. And for an indictment, DJ, you have to be commit a felony uh, to get indicted. And um, I've never done that. So, All right. Well, thank you for setting the record straight. Okay. Thank you. It's 1149 at News Radio, WNBF, live and local. This is Bob Joseph. We do this every day, you know. And today, I'm looking back on the last nearly three hours had a lot of callers, including some new voices, as well as a lot of our familiar voices. Everybody's welcome. Everybody's welcome. Love to hear from you. Express your opinion. This is one of the places, if I don't say it very often, because the phrase has lost any sort of uh, meaning in most cases, your call is important to me. Well, it actually is. The way you can tell that your call is important to me is because I actually answer the phone. How many other places today, when you call and you hear a recording, your call is important to me or your call is important to us? How many of those people will you believe? If it was important to you, they would answer their phone. 11.50, this is Binghamton Now on WNBF. WNBF Live with Bob Joseph. Rob in Port Crane. Good morning. Good morning. Now, that's funny. I don't care who you are. That's hilarious. (laughs) I think we could get a consensus. Hold on. I mean, good grief. You know, as they say, you can't go wrong with the classics. Don't crack me up. (laughs) It's on your mind. Well, I was just listening to Matt for the second time today. You know, he he always calls and bashes Trump every single day. Trump, you know, he's so afraid of Trump. They're all so afraid of Trump. I'd like to hear his opinion on what I said the last few weeks about 68.5% of Americans being dead by the end of next year. Uh, let's not talk about that. First, it's too depressing. Second, it's not going to happen. So let's let's focus, though, on, on things that are most likely to happen. I mean, we can say most likely 
that Donald Trump and Joe Biden will be facing each other again in November. Sorry, is lots of people dying by next year? I really doubt it. I, I can't see Joe Biden. Bob, he can't do anything by himself. I don't even think he changes his own diapers at this point. Oh, come on. Don't, I mean, focus on issues. Yeah, he's older than us. But we're going to get there at one point, too. And I hope people aren't taking shots at us like that. Well, it would seem like a much more important issue to me would be the genocide that's going on with these COVID shots. I don't want to talk about it, though, because I have no evidence that a lot of people are going to die because of the COVID shots. If if it turns out that as many people die from COVID shots, if I'm still here, if I, I'm not dead my, myself from all my COVID shots... I, I'll uh, I'll entertain the the topic at this point. That's all. It's all speculation. I don't see it happening. You say there's no evidence. What? Well, I'm not gonna. Hey, this is not the place. This is not uh, issues and answers. This is Binghamton now. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Have a good day, Bob. Okay. Yeah, issues and answers. That's you know, face the nation. Meet the press. They can handle that. This is this is a local show. COVID shots, hey, get them if you want them. Don't get them if you don't want them. Free country. Unless they're mandated again, and then the same thing will happen. If they're mandated again, the same people will refuse to get them as during the first round. And the same people who got them the first time will probably get them again. Like I say, it's a free country. Do what you want as far as what's going to happen later this year and next year i'm not going to speculate i'm not going to speculate we'll see we'll see we'll see what happens okay we live in interesting times very interesting times that's why i'm here reporting but if it's about health issues and speculation you can't do it. I I don't have the expertise. I don't have the knowledge, the medical knowledge to go there. That's our program for today, but don't worry. I'll be back tomorrow morning from 9 to noon. I'm Bob Joseph. You're listening to WNBF and WNBF.com. This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a town square media.